and welcome to Wires from the Deep, a silo series podcast. Today is Saturday, May 27, 2023, and you're listening to Episode 7, Friends of the Silo. I'm your host, Crystal, here with my co-host, Kelly. Hi, everyone. Joining us today for our breakdown of Silo Episode 5, The Janitor's Boy, is Irish science fiction author Eamon Ambrose. Say hi, Eamon. Hey, everybody. So Eamon is the author of Zero Hour and Love and Other Algorithms, and he's got an upcoming novel called Madeline Strange as well. Kelly and I have invited Eamon to be in the podcast because he was one of the contributors to the editorial series that I've mentioned in the past that was done on the downdeep.net called Through the Pages Wool, where we broke down the chapters of Wool doing a reread and made predictions for how they're going to adapt the, the book into a show. And he is also a longtime Hugh Howey fan, so we're excited to hear his thoughts. Uh, so thank you for joining us for our breakdown. Thanks for um, So let's... Let's get right into it. I mean, there's there's so much to talk about this week. <laughs> this was a great episode. I didn't I feel know. like that last week. I felt like we were kind of scraping like bottoms. I know. Of like, it was like it was good, but it was like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. And, and plus, I was feeling under the weather, so I was just not feeling it too much. <laughs> we were both like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. this week, there's, there's so much meat to it. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. I know. Okay. So I, I was kind of i was admittedly a little bugged that marns died off screen <laughs> yeah i was like oh come on he's marns and then yeah he's just dead but yeah so jules is in her apartment and she gets she gets a, a message from a porter and tells she that's how we learned that he's dead it's just she, she's reading like a i don't know what what I, I would I don't know. Do you think these are these are wires, Eamon? Or... It's like a telegram. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like typewriter. Yeah, I think or something. so. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> looks... they they don't seem to do the the wires thing as as much in so far. Yeah, as yeah. I they mean, need those shoots like they have at the bank, you know, where you put your yeah. stuff in and just send things <laughs> flying down a couple levels. I mean, like, okay, you can't travel a couple levels, but surely you should have something. Yeah. But yeah, so she goes down there and Bernard, no, no, Bernard's not already there, but Sims is there. And then when they leave, she she searches Martin's body and finds a li- the list of suspects that he had requested from Judicial. Mm-hmm. So that paper was actually really, um, I'll get into this later, but th- that paper was actually really helpful in terms of like sniffing out a bunch of details about the silo. But uh, about the floor that- levels and stuff? Yeah, well, there was like, like, because if you pause it, you can read a bunch of things, but it had like a, it had like date references and things like mm-hmm. that. And that's what I used to figure out some things about the timeline of the silo and stuff like okay. that. But um, yeah, so Jules gets told that Paul Billings is her new chief deputy, like without any like input from her, right? So, okay, <laughs> and this so is the guy that Judicial wanted to be sheriff to begin with, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this was the first time we met him. Yeah. And I will say... He looks familiar. He looks really familiar. And he has a really kind face. So I hope he isn't a bad guy. Don't know if he is or not. I have no idea. But I like him. Yeah, he he was good casting, I think. he's Because the original Paul Billings was kind of similar. As in temperament. And he was was, seemed to be a nice guy. So it's good. Yeah. When I look at him, it makes me happy. I think he's he's English. Or he lives in England, I think. I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, I've, I've seen him in something before. I couldn't tell if I had or not. I just had like... He does look very nice, though. <laughs> yeah, he just has this friendly look about him. 
Yeah. So he he, seems- I, I don't think there's any way that he can be a bad guy unless this actor is just phenomenal because yeah, I think they, they tried <laughs> this looks they kind. Came, I think they briefly they briefly tried to hint that he might be a bad guy during you know when he first Yeah. You know, first <laughs> I was to, like, no. And he gives her the information, so you don't know if he deliberately gave her that information or not. But then he kind of yeah. redeems himself later on by saying he he, you know, he didn't know that. You know, he though was, I will know, say as yeah, as a non-book reader, I'm still like not sure. I'm like, oh, could go either way. But well, yeah, because I mean, it's it's a little suspicious because he's he's very eager and he's very right. nice and he's forthcoming to both parties, same- you know. Yeah, but at the same time, he like comes in is all nicey nice to her right mm-hmm. after he was meeting with Sims, right? So <laughs> who knows? Right, I couldn't tell. He's but I'm sure we're going to talk about this more later. So yeah, okay. So Bernard is he tells who is in there anyway. He asks Jules to remain behind. He basically is just like, oh, it's it. He asks her if she's read the pact, mm-hmm. and he basically tells her that the subtext of her job is to kiss judicial's ass yeah so i mean it's kind of funny that they're so forthcoming with her you would think that like people who like play the political game are a little more subtle whenever people are forthcoming on this show and in real life i always just think they're lying (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's, yeah, that's I mean, part of the that's part of the of the whole ethos of I think is that it, you can't trust anybody at some stage. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, again like it's being Bernard is sort of downplayed a little bit, I think, deliberately in this. So it's it's quite good, I think, in this, especially in this episode because you get on people's sides and stuff, you know. But it seems like all he's trying to do is get through that liquor stashed. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like that's misdirection, though. It's just like, don't just mind like, him. He's just like a drunk old man. <laughs> yeah. And But then, okay, so they, they move on to the, the funeral. And, oh, my God, how awkward was his eulogy? <laughs> it was very awkward. It was, yes. it was really clunky. <laughs> I like the bit about the shoes, like... To fill her shoes. Oh, but her feet were rather small. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it was so awkward. I was like, oh, this is so cringy. (laughs) I thought Juliet's was better in part. Like, at least she said some things that people were seemed to appreciate. Sandy didn't look happy. Sandy never looks happy. I think Sandy has resting bitch face like me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. she, She is very angsty towards her. Yeah. 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 That, yeah so is I mean, that are they is that like metaphorical like they're going to grow fruit trees from the bodies? Are they just like throwing the apples in hoping that something sprouts or are they just tossing well, food out? I was a little I, I they, they 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 basically just they feed they feed the plants basically. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, cuz the, the funny says, the funny thing I saw the funny thing watching that is uh, it is because they were using apples instead of tomatoes. Uh, and they, <laughs> I I, yeah, I, I, I train I train them sound oh, design really? and, and foley and foley work, and it, I just found it really funny watching that scene where they were biting the apples and throwing them into into the into the grave, because I was just imagining some guy constantly having to bite a load of apples to get a load of different sounds from them, oh, and, yeah. and then throw them into something to make them sound like they're hitting. And and then try to sync it up later. It was, I found it really funny watching that. But okay, but um, I I think it's actually. Is it tomatoes actually, in the book, really? 
Yeah, but I, I think it's actually a mixture of fruit that people are throwing in there. But yeah, because, actually, um, I think it's like now a, that you say it, yeah, I think it's also some pears there as well. <laughs> well, because when somebody bit one, I, I was like, I swear it's, it was like yellow flesh. And I was like, that's not an apple. So I think they have like peaches and like nectarines. And, and like you said, there was yeah. possibly a pear. But yeah, and and then also like going back to a previous episode, you, you know how I mentioned the ball jar, Kelly? The ball jar? Remember I, I talked about how Julia had a ball jar in her apartment? It was actually full of dried apricots. So they have oh. that too. So they have a nice variety of fruit in the silo, it seems. <laughs> I'm really surprised that it's tomatoes in the book because like throwing tomatoes at someone is very symbolic, you know? Oh, <laughs> at yeah. a funeral, that seems. At least now that I have it visually from the show, if they had thrown tomatoes, it would have been something entirely different. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny. Okay, so then after the funeral, Julia goes back to the sheriff's department. Hank is waiting for her. And I just want to say that I love Hank. <laughs> he is so cute. Like, uh, so he comes up and he's got a tin that he's got news from the down deep, and he's got like his tin of one hush puppy that he ate on the. Oh, road. Hank! I'm sorry, I forgot who Hank was. Hank, I like <laughs> Hank a lot. And also, I learned this past week that Hank is played by a, an actor named Billy Postlethwaite, and he's yeah. Pete Postlethwaite's son. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. I, I, I was a big fan of his, that's why. So, Can I say one more thing about the funeral? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I thought it was weird. They seemed, I just watched it once, but they seemed to pray to the founders, which I thought was really, really strange. What did they like they start? They start out their prayer something like, Dear... Or something, something founders, and it creeps me out. Yeah, they, you have the transcript, right? Oh, it's yeah, hear they, us, they, old they founders. Like hear us, old, old founders. Maybe it's just yeah. like a worship of like, I don't know. Those well, who have maybe gone it's before. just because like, yeah, they've gone before, so they're the ancestors of the silo. And they say, <sighs> "Death into life, circle without end." That just sounds weird and pagan. I mean, I'm all about pagan <laughs> stuff, but like. I don't know. There's not so much of a circle of life in that silo. Getting the funny thing to... I, I found about the the whole hang thing, um, I I don't know if they're if they're building up to something with him or not. It seems to be like they are. Again, he, you know, he didn't have a huge hmm. role previously, so I think they may be building up to him doing something there. I, I don't know what, but it, it seems something seemed odd about that scene to me. I don't know. I've, well, I, I mean, he I does bring suspicious. word of. Yeah, he, he does bring word of unrest building. He says that his cousin asks if it's safe for his kids to go to school. Yeah. So, yeah. But then he, he seems to be like like one of the the mechanical group, you know, like the down deep, like it, like Juliet's crowd. Because he was in um, the generator room when like... Right. Uh, he seems to down. be like the deputy of that area of like, yeah. you know, 10 floors or something. I don't know. Yeah. But he also seems to be like, you know, friends with them. Like mm-hmm. He's in their like little inner circle. So... I know. It makes you wonder though, is he is he doing that for a reason? You know, I'm just thinking. Sure. Oh, no. Please don't make Hank <laughs> a bad guy. <laughs> I like Hank too much. <laughs> yeah, he's, I, I do like him. He's great. He's great. <sighs> he looks really tall too. I'm trying to think of who Hank reminds me of. He reminds me of that actor 
that was in, I don't know, some weird like Netflix Gosh, I can't think of anything right now because I didn't watch them. It was like a really famous movie about a divorce. It was like a guy and a woman Netflix show. Oh, oh Adam Driver? Yeah, Adam Driver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw so sorry. He, he I, reminds me a little bit of Adam Driver. Oh, that's what. Okay, so somebody on Reddit had made a joke post saying that when they first saw him, they thought Silo Ren. So I guess what? I guess <laughs> yeah, that yeah. One. Okay. So you're not the only one who thinks that he looks like Adam Driver. <laughs> when I made my doodle in my notebook, it, it looks like Adam Driver more than that guy. So <laughs> trying to remember who people are. All right. So Sandy still gunning for Secretary of the Year. She's, holy cow. She just comes right at Jules though this episode. <laughs> you just don't like Sandy. I like her. I don't like Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're Team Sandy. I am Team Jules. I am Team. I'm Team Jules too, but but yeah, she's just like everything here comes through me. <laughs> but she is useful though because she does warn Jules about how a judicial is going to serve up a patsy to her, and that clues mm-hmm. her in to um, how she can like conduct her investigation into into Marnes. And I do like that Jules you know, sets aside her, her little personal investigation into George and she just gets right into trying to figure out who killed Marnes because I guess... I think that was sort of... I think when um, when she said that, you know, Marnes wouldn't want to send someone out to clean that doesn't deserve it, I think that yeah. sort of resonated with her a little bit. So. Yeah, speaks to his character. and So she has to... She gets saddled with Paul and then they go to talk to a man named Charles Martin and it was, mm. I thought this was really intriguing because we get to hear more about the syndrome. Like he's like talking about how he, he mentions that he doesn't buy any kind of story that Martin's died mm-hmm. of like a heart attack or something. But Jules mentioned that he has the syndrome because I guess his hand is shaking. Um, Which seems like he, a nothing now. <laughs> you know, but but he, he, he mentions that he was down on 62 getting tests done. I guess it's for the syndrome. Yeah. Or that's what I'm assuming. But what I mean is like, it seemed when we saw that list of like people, like the deaths and the, you know, the stillborns and, you know, people dying mm-hmm. from the syndrome, that seemed like a, a huge, it's kind of like COVID now when you say someone has COVID, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, like it's not, yeah. nobody cares anymore because it's like long gone. So kind of reminds me of that. It's like, it yeah. was clearly a problem at some point. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, is is it not contagious? Because when when like you know we were talking about how like how many cases they had reported, mm-hmm. it, it sounded like it was like an epidemic, but maybe it's not. You know, so I don't know. Doesn't sound contagious because she didn't seem concerned about him. Well, having imagine how fast something like that spreads in a place like that. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd imagine it's not something contagious. It's probably something you know, like Alzheimer's or something like that, or Parkinson's or something, or something you, know, you get else. like yeah. living in their circumstances that's what i was sort of thinking like lack of something you know yeah like some kind of yeah because i think i had just like hysteria i would go crazy yeah i was thinking is it scurvy or some kind of vitamin deficiency (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so need orange trees (laughs) what are they doing Yeah, they didn't throw. Although I guess you can't really take a bite out of an orange and throw it in a grave. Ew! <laughs> you could if you hate that person. <laughs> okay, so after they talk to Charles, Jules basically shoes Paul away, tells him go eat lunch. 
And then she she uses the list and she goes to what is supposed to be the Kennedy's department. And that's where she finds the drawing of Mayor Johns and the rat poison. I still love that drawing. Yeah. It's on the back of something, too. It looks like it was like a form. Because remember they were at the deputy station when he drew that? Like they were staying at, at a deputy station overnight. I oh, think yeah. He, I think he probably it's took scrap like a paper. form. Yeah, mm-hmm. like some kind of yeah thing, and then he just turned it over and used it. So, but yeah. So when she's leaving, she encounters a man, and he he asks, "Who are you looking for?" And she says, "Patrick." And he says, "He's not here." And this is later revealed to be how Jules learns that Patrick doesn't live there anymore. But they don't show that until they don't reveal that until later. Which I thought was very confusing. I was confused because, like, when he said that, she immediately starts like breaking in. <laughs> it's like. Okay. I don't know. That was when she was leaving. But yeah, I, I thought it was weird too because I was like, he, he just says, Pat, he's not here. And, and then they cut away. Um, right. So I was confused. And so it only made sense later when she's like, when she finds the guy Doug. So I was thinking whenever that whole scene happened that there's obviously no sort of like fingerprinting going on in the silo because none of them seem to have, they just touch everything. Like any yeah, illegal activity I, I is just all hands on. So. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, like band technology. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, it, seems, it sounds like looking at things too closely is not something they want. So, Yeah, it seems to be that, you know, the, the people involved with the deaths are the ones controlling everything. Government. So they, they don't want people finding out what happened. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what Sandy tells her, right? Is uh, Meadows is not interested in the truth. So she implies that, like, the good of the silo is the priority for a judicial, right? Which is interested in maintaining order, is what I think yeah. she said. Which I don't really necessarily have a problem with, but I guess if you're like, if you have a personal stake in it, you can have a problem with it. But yeah, overall, I can see how that's that should probably be a priority. Because- I totally get it because, you know, it's this one, it's a building of a certain amount of people and maintaining order, like any sort of chaos. You just can't have that. Yeah. When there's nowhere to go, nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Team it's judicial, scary. I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if people if people just lose it, right? I mean, where are you going? Where are you going to do? Just like any kind of rioting, <laughs> right? And so, yeah. like all of the uprisings. Obviously, I don't know what's going on here, but that would have been very scary. The, that scene where 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 Jules finds the uh, where she breaks into the apartment. The one thing I found really ridiculous that was she opened she opened lock with 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 a pin from a badge, even though she's got like a multi tool on her pocket. Um, with her badge, I, right? Yes, yeah, I know. I, I just found that really silly. But, uh, just just of the again, just sort of a, a, a nitpicking thing that, that I right, a badge she just got as well. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have experience. It was kind of a f- lock with that. It was kind of a fake out too because that that scene uh, where she unlocks the door with a badge was something that I had uh, honed in on. It was they had used that in a promo, and I was like, "Oh, she's using the badge to open the door that uh, George was looking for." But it turns out she's just using it to pick a lock. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. some secret key. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Uh. But yeah, so does that mean that the badge is literally just a, his message, like truth? Come look. <laughs> I think it job. is. I think that's just it. Yeah, I yeah. suppose it was just. Uh, I think that's all he had time for. <laughs> St- 
still no uh no headway on this double flowers mystery though. That right. that, that question still goes on. <laughs> All right, so next we move to Paul going to see Sims in Judicial. And I, th- I thought it was interesting that f- different floors are color-coded. Have you guys noticed that? Um, no. Like, I, <laughs> IT, I, <laughs> the walls in IT were like a teal kind of color. And then the walls in Judicial were like a red, burnt orange kind of color. So it's kind of an interesting way to like tip you off on where they are. Because Sims's office was very red, and I think Meadows later, and then when they're exiting Judicial, like the walls are all burnt orange. So, God, I'm glad you noticed that because I have no idea where they are at any given moment. So <laughs> like, like, <laughs> maybe it's just because I watched them once. It's just like one time. Yeah, no notice. So when Paul gets there, he he sees that Sims is talking to Doug, and Doug is the guy that 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 killed Martins because we saw his face. At, at the end of the last episode, he's mm-hmm. the guy who's like fighting with Martin's in the apartment and they show him and that that's him. And then, okay, so what I thought was interesting about this is that Paul looked really offended or he sounded really offended that he was there to be a candidate to be Sims's shadow. So that made me think, is Paul already Sims's shadow? You know, like, like the way that he was talking is I like, really... He's gonna be your shadow. Like I don't know. It just that was. Are you? Do you? Are you asking if Paul was also a candidate, or his I, current I, shadow? I I'm I'm posing the question: If he is he already Sims's shadow? Because I mean, he goes I straight see. to him, you know, and he's just like, why Why are you talking to him about being your shadow? You know, like mm-hmm. I, I thought it was weird that he was just so visibly offended so that's so i weird. i took maybe, it as maybe that was, would, he, would he have been would he have been the shadow before he decided to or before he was moved to to sheriff maybe yeah so that's what i'm thinking that maybe that that's why mm. they wanted him to be sheriff you know that's interesting I, because i just got the impression that he had some sort of opinion on doug yeah, that, that he too. thought that he was like not appropriate uh, yeah so you think he's just like unqualified or something he's just like well, you guys know more than I do. Yeah, that's what I got. That's the impression I got from the show. <laughs> Doug's clearly Doug's clearly a douchebag. So yeah, I think I think Willings probably knew that for straight away already. So it's, I think that was probably part of it as well. You guys are cute with all your book reading and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Paul goes right back to Jules and. He, I thought it was funny because I thought he was going to go to her office and she's not going to be there. And he's going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, where's Juliet? <laughs> but she's actually in there reading the pact. Um, Pretending tells- to read the pact. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. when they. I, I can't remember when they first showed her reading it, but she was like totally falling asleep reading it. She just grabs it whenever someone knocks on her door. Like she says <laughs> yes to everyone who asks her if she's read it all day until she gets down to maintenance. She's like, no, I haven't fucking read that. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know? yeah okay so he tells her about the friends of the silo which is like (laughs) they the 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 listeners i guess the the spies in the silo who report back to to judicial i guess he reveals some details about them saying that none of what they say is admissible in court so that like kind of i mean but it was a big however you know however you know they the stuff that they know is seemingly very important it reminded me of like professor umbridge's prefects what did she call them oh i don't high inquisitive no wait what was it anyway 
that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a weird introduction because it, we we haven't seen anything like that before. So it's it seems to be that they're, you know they're just sort of spies. They're, you know they're and it, it adds another another yeah. the mystery too because you don't know who could be a could spy be anyone, person. right? Yeah. Which is why I, I kind of came back to the Hank thing again. <laughs> oh yeah, Hank is actually a good candidate to be a friend of the silo. A lot of people suspect Martha too. No, no, <laughs> no. no. See, at least if you read, no Reddit, lesbian like, is going to be a friend of the silo. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but okay, so after he gives her like the name from judicial, I think it was Ralph Melby, mm-hmm. and so she busts out of the office and she's like i'm going to go for patrick kennedy (laughs) and i guess this is basically where she she solves the crime right she um reveals to sandy and sandy stops her in the cafeteria and tells her you know what's 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 going on she she lays it all out for her and says that patrick kennedy is going to be their patsy and they're just using this ralph guy to like and and like okay so going back to that sheet that martin's had Ralph mm-hmm. Melby lives on like 54 or something. So I think what they had wanted her to do was to do was to go all the way down to the mid mm. to like a third of the silo and and just basically get distracted doing that and they were going to go and maybe when she came back up they would have been like oh we already got Patrick Kennedy he's the bad guy so I'll admit that this is where I got really confused about Billings loyalty because from what I understand like- Judicial wants her to go after Ralph mm-hmm. while they go after Patrick. But did, did Billings know that he was just giving her like a crap name? That's what I couldn't tell. I, I get the yeah, impression I can't really tell but... either because like later yeah. on he, he's like feeding her even more things. Right. And they seem to still be on the same page. Like she's yeah. not mad. It just it just feels like that would have been a little a little too obvious. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he, he was just fed the information as well. But if they gave him that name and she learns it from him, obviously they know that he's the one that gave it to her. You know, once. So it seems like they would have lost, like either way, depending on which side he's on. Like they would never tell him anything important again, right? That's true. That's true. I'm not a very good spy because I, I can't suss anything. Oh, Crystal. <laughs> that's what. That's what any spy would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jules is so they show uh, next they show Doug like rushing back to the Kennedy apartment or what he thinks is the Kennedy apartment and Jules is waiting for him and that's where she basically busts him. She busts out her little uh, mm-hmm. crime solving thing and how how she figured it out and everything. And she explains that um, after his wife died, he got moved to a single apartment and housing did not know right away that she was dead like it's it's like she said I, I think doris his wife died a year ago and she says that patrick got moved six months ago so it took him like six months to figure out that she was dead and like move him but i guess in that six months they never told judicial that right. he didn't live there anymore so that's why he planted the evidence in the wrong apartment but so she if he works for judicial she must like, like, does she? I don't think she would just think that. Oh, he's like a rogue judicial I know, right? guy. There's no way she's just gonna buy that. He's just like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like Marns. I'm gonna just go kill the mayor and kill Marns. But I mean, thankfully, she keeps that to herself, and she just tells like 
tells him what's simply thing, but um, but then like they do like this whole chase and and the race to the top has already started. I I felt like so a lot of people like the generator scene, but I I it didn't grab me as much as this one did. I I really like this race to the top um scene where she's chasing him. It's really well done, actually. I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the scene on uh, during that scene, it, the way it was shot. It's kind of the first time we get to see a lot of levels together of the stairway. So it looked really, really good. Yeah. So, Kelly, last week you had mentioned dropping pennies off the Empire State Building. It's the same thing, right? That's crazy. You can't drop. That's insanely tall. Anything you drop, a toothpick, it could like yeah, so when blow she through someone's her, skull. When she dropped her knife, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know, me too. And then Martha actually brings it up later, right? When when Jules is downstairs, she's like, I found this knife. It almost hit someone. And I was like, oh, my God. That's crazy. Imagine the amount of stuff that would be on the very bottom of that floor. Like just everything, everything that accidentally gets knocked off or like batted around too much. Or like, or like bratty kids. Like that must be like a thing that kids yeah. like to do, right? We're not allowed to throw anything over. So you we're send them out to clean them. then, little dorks. You think they had, you think they Toss would have those... You think they would have those little nets, <laughs> nets, you know, that they have children. on these things, on these kind of stairways? Yeah, yeah. we had talked about nets. or <laughs> Every so many floors, there needs to be something that keeps like, I don't know, large items, suicidal people, knives, <laughs> stuff, you know, anything. It's not expensive. <sighs> All right. So while they're fighting, she breaks his finger like full on just cracks it yeah. in the other direction oh my god that was so awful yeah. but i thought it was so funny that later when he's talking to sims he's like hey what happened to your finger he's like eh moderate band-aid issue <laughs> it just yeah it just looks like he's just straightened it out and put a little splint on it it's fine <laughs> but yeah it looked like she totally wrecked his finger I would think that it would be like he would have it like full on like wrap the whole hand in a in a ball or something. I'm not really sure what kind of care they have going on like medically wise in the silo. There doesn't seem to be a lot. It seems to be all oh, focused I mean, on breeding. <laughs> or or treating the syndrome. <laughs> well, like what I mean, people must have like modern ailments, right? I mean, all the yeah. same things. So I thought it was interesting that Jules is hanging there because I I, I like their fight. I, I was really like tense about that. I I mean I had known that she was going to go over the the side because it was in a trailer or something. They showed her going over the side, so I was like, oh here we go. And I was like, oh my god, please don't let her. Let I I thought when they were when Doug was racing down, I was like, oh my god, he's toast. He's going to go right over the railing and he's going to be the person who falls. Because, Eamon, I've been talking about how it's so scary to me to think that you can fall from the top all the way to the bottom. Like, Kelly had talked about how, like, dropping things is dangerous to people on the bottom. But for me, I've been just scared of, like, the thought of someone falling from all the way, like, all the way through the side, all the way to the bottom. Um, It's better to fall from high than midway. Why? Then you're dead. Otherwise, (laughs) you might be, like, paralyzed. I don't think they have, like... There's no elevator, Crystal, okay? If you're paralyzed, <laughs> you're stuck down there, okay? I think if you fall from even, like, five floors, I think you're toast. I don't know. I, I don't know what the height, the height requirement for survival is. <laughs> Eamon, I'm sorry. I just, Crystal and I are used to chatting with each other. I just blab at her all the time. I don't mean to talk <laughs> over you. No problem. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's concrete. It's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. Pretty much from any height, I think. Well, George landed on a fan, so... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's probably worse. I think. I'm sh- yeah, that's probably worse. Yeah. 
let's move on. That that I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny that uh, like they showed like people racing up while Jules was hanging there, and then two of the racers helped pull her up, and then they just keep racing. <laughs> I liked oh, that yeah. it was two women. She did, she did tell them. She did tell them to keep going, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> but yeah, it was still funny because I, I thought that they would be like, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh my god, what happened?" But yeah, they just like pull her over and say, "Go." <laughs> no, I, I just I was like I I wrote down in my book specifically that I was so happy that it was like two women that pulled her up and not like two dudes that stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wonder though, like what what the prize is for winning. I don't think they not enough. Win. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, there's no mention of that, and, and there was no mention of who won the race either. It was it was just sort of a, an afterthought. So you know, the, you know, we didn't even get to see you know who won at the end of it. Yeah, it's funny though because last week on Reddit, somebody had started a thread and said, "Where are the sports in the silo? What do people do for sports in the silo? Huh? Go up and down <laughs> the stairs, dude. <laughs> and here's a race. <laughs> this is what Those they do. Stairs are multi-purpose. Yeah." All right, so then we come to Sims and the janitorial closet, <laughs> which I guess is is why the episode is called the janitor's the janitor's boy. Sims is the janitor's Sonia. boy. He 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 tells a story, and I didn't actually catch this story the first time. I don't know why I got dis- I got distracted by something, and I didn't really hear all the details of what he was talking about. But basically, he's he's saying that his dad is someone important. And it has to do with what's in the closet, but he doesn't reveal what it is. But this is basically another mystery that they're pulling out on the show, right? Um, like, what is behind this closet? And what mm-hmm. does his dad actually do? Because he has power, right? He's saying that he can get a whole family of his son's bully relocated to the down deep. I I mean, I don't think that, uh, like, if he was an ordinary janitor, he would be able to do that. So what did you think, Kelly? Uh, honestly, my first question was, if like the janitors are fake, then who's actually cleaning up? <laughs> honestly, that was my first <laughs> idea. I was like, okay, so if you're a janitor, you're not really a janitor. You're something else to do with whatever's behind the door. But someone has to be the janitor. So I'm wondering if there are like regular janitors. There honestly, are I'm saying janitors. all this because I have no idea what's behind the door. I have no okay, idea. I, I have seen a janitor on the show. It's actually in the opening sequence of the show when Holson is walking to his uh, to the sheriff's department. They pan up over a walkway and there's a guy uh, buffing the floor of a walkway. He's pretending. He's pretending. <laughs> That's a fake. No, come on. Okay. Why else would they put a janitor in the opening anything of anything? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think like they have secret jobs, but they also have to clean the silo? Well, or do they have... Like, no. You think that right? Sims guy is cleaning anything? Nah. Mm. <laughs> he wears a leather jacket. He's he's got the one leather jacket in the silo. I don't think he's <laughs> He's like the worst Batman. Like during the day, he's this cool guy and at night he's like mopping floors down like level thing. <laughs> you know, clearly what's the we haven't been introduced to this before. It kind of just comes out of nowhere. I'm presuming the janitorial place is in is in the um judicial area. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it look, you know, it's just another part that, you know, that somebody controls there. So it's, again, it's, it's something that's like, we hadn't really heard about anything, uh, even from the IT point of view so far. Funny though, cause, uh, the on. door he came out of does say janitorial. So I wonder how they keep the actual janitors out of that closet. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it like, like they, the, when the you become a janitor? Like when you become a janitor, do they say, okay, you can go to every janitorial closet except this one? <laughs> like, okay, so like, is it that the judicial's janitor is like has like a special force, or is it because then all the other janitors or every other floor could be regular yeah, janitors, just, and this janitor pure, is just pure. where they keep their? I mean, you don't keep your cleaning supplies in judicial, right? <laughs> like that's crazy. Oh, so you're saying like it's like a territorial thing? Like nobody would go into the this level? I, know, I mean, if, if that's... I don't know. Crystal, you've read the books. <laughs> well, this is this is a change from the book. So this is just a suspicion of what's behind You say that about every time I ask you. No, but this is... This, this every is, time. This is, like, this is a change. Yeah. The- this, this is a big change. <laughs> this is kind of a... I have no um, idea what's going on. Is it? Yeah. IT, yeah. IT um, I think... IT don't seem to have as much control as they, they did in the book. Yeah, I remember like there was another scene where I remember, oh, I remember what it was because I've read the short story and I remember, but um, like last week I asked Crystal, like, you know, I couldn't remember how I could read the short story. I you know purchased it before and I was like, oh, I need to read it again because I remembered something about like IT and um, that they were sort of like a higher power than I've gotten the impression that they are in this show. Is that related? Yeah, I think okay. so. It's, it's because ju- in in the short story, the judicial doesn't doesn't exist, so it's sort of IT. Oh whatever. no, actually, they do exist. It's just they're not very they're not very prominent. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they, they don't have in the short story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just kind of like a like an afterthought. They're mentioned a couple times, but they're not anything really big. They're like they've really expanded judicial in the show. So, well, Sims in this show says that. What they do behind the door or something like that is the most important work of the silo. And that's not like cleaning supplies, right? It's vacuums. Oh, <laughs> I would kill for a good vacuum. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought it was funny that Sims psychs out Doug. He swears him in his shadow and boom, <laughs> he's yeah. his shadow for two yeah, seconds. That was disturbing. Doug Trumbull found the actual elevator. That's the quickest way to get to the bottom. <laughs> Well, to be fair, Doug deserved it. He did. Because, yeah, he, he tells him that he fucked up with George. So I, what I want to talk about is what, what do we think happened with George? Like It sounds like he's saying that Doug is the one who killed George, right? Definitely. That's yeah. the impression I got. Yeah. I yeah. Think so, yeah. And so, and, and maybe what else he, he messed up was he didn't get a drive. Because obviously, maybe Judicial was trying to find that, that hard drive. Because that's probably what got George killed, right? So yeah, and and then he he doesn't judicial doesn't have it because Holston or no Juliet has it and then she gives it to Holston and we still don't know where it is currently. So no, we don't know where it is. <sighs> yeah, it's gonna be yeah. yeah. I think it, they're gonna they're gonna make his way. I think to see where that is. It's another part of the whole mystery thing. It'll turn up at some stage, but again, how it's gonna happen, I don't know, or or who has it, or where it is. But it's it's an interesting one. It's been interesting to see on Reddit because of the subreddit has been growing really big. Uh, it's, I think it just passed 8,000 members this week. Um, but there's a lot of frustration from book readers saying like, why are they not doing this? And why are they not doing that? But it's just, for me, I'm just like, well, you know, you already know the answers. So that's why you're frustrated because you yeah. want other people to know. But what the show people have to do is re- is they have to create something that builds a lot of mystery for people who don't know the story, right? For people like you, Kelly. Yeah. So they have to yeah. like, 
put all these questions out there and make you think, what is going on? What's behind this door? Who is he? And is he bad? Is he good? Is she mm-hmm. good? Or, you know, so yeah. well, all of I that really, is intentional. What I, what I really like about so far what they've done is they've enhanced the, they've enhanced everything rather than change everything. I mean, there yeah. are some changes, but in like in most get I remember when we did the, the through the, the pages the thing, thing. Yeah. When we did that, like one of the things I mentioned was that would probably happen would be that we would see more of what happened with Juliet when she did become sheriff because in in the original book you don't see that much of you know you don't see much of her sleuthing or any of this stuff. Yeah. Which is really good. I, I really like this kind of mystery thing that they've built into it. Yeah, uh, without... I think Hugh is really enjoying it too because he was posting yeah. on Reddit he was posting on Reddit and I think someone had commented about the point that she bust Doug and he, he I think he replied and said that's the moment she became sheriff. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. which yeah, I, I really agree with that because yeah, it really showed that she can do this job because she's been she's been showing that or she's been saying that she's not qualified and she understands that she does she's in over her head and everything. But yeah, I mean that that just shows that, you know, she can solve crimes. Um she does have the the observation skills to be a detective, right? So Yeah, yeah it's 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 the, the the typical sort of Hollywood thing they do that to try and turn every you have to add some bit of a procedural into every show now. So <laughs> it's funny. No matter where it is or what it's about. It, it was the same with Snowpiercer. You know, they turned it into a procedural for the first couple yeah. of episodes. And, you know, <laughs> stick a cop in there straight away. That's it. But I know, I know there was always going to be police in this. Oh, that's but... right. Um, he was LAPD or something, right? Yeah, but I, was... I know there was going to there was going to yeah, be police in this. Yeah, that's and we right. knew there was going to be police in this, but it, you know, it, it they again they they did add you know the whole procedure element into it. But I think it works well here. I, it, it needed it actually needed. The, I think the story needed that. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. That's why they pulled him out of the back car. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while since I saw the show. That's why. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't see all of it. I, I just watched a couple of episodes, but that's, that was kind of the main thing I took from it. Yeah, I I haven't seen season three, and I know that it got canceled. And so I, but I think I heard that they filmed a final season. They just don't have anyone to air it yet. So I don't know. So then Ju- they cut to Jules, and we meet Judge Meadows. Finally, <laughs> I was I was wondering who she was uh, because she there was no like credit for her character on IMDb, and and I think it's just because IMDb hasn't been updated. Like I don't know if that's intentional. It might be intentional where they don't want to review certain people playing yeah, certain I, I things. Think so. Yeah, so it was weird. It was a very quick introduction as well because you know. There was no real introduction to her as a character. Mm-hmm. She just mm-hmm. appears out of nowhere. That's it, you know? But yeah, you kind of just uh, have to assume that's her because Sims is standing right next to her, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it as someone who hasn't read the books and Crystal and I were talking about this earlier. I've had to like really write people's names down, like, like drawing little pictures. And I'm not like great with names anyway, so I'm probably not like the best example. But I've had to really pay attention and kind of like, it, it's not like a natural follow-along. Uh, I mean, jo- like the judge has been mentioned a couple of times but sometimes i see people and i'm like i don't know if i've seen them before i can't remember if that's a name that i should well there there's no judge medals in the book so oh god okay she's not an actress she's she's like a a new show character so right all right Yeah. So it wouldn't matter what she looks like or anything. It's just like they they have they have mentioned her several times in the past in past episodes. So yeah, I was looking forward to seeing who she fight. I was like, oh my god, are we never gonna get to meet her? She's just gonna be like this mentioned character the whole season. (laughs) Yeah. 
but and, and like I, I recognized her too because she was in like the trailer or like one of the promos or something. So mm. I was like, oh, she's Meadows. Because <laughs> yeah, there was this lady character who was speaking to Jules in in the promo, and I was just like, I, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't yeah. find her face on, on on the IMDb page, but it's probably going to be updated soon with that. So and then Jules is told basically that she can just stop investigating because she said she was going to look into Doug and try to find his motivation for killing Marnes and maybe it was like from the past or something because I guess I think she says they both came from the mids she thought maybe she's speculating that maybe they got into like some kind of thing in the past but then Metals just tells her no you can you can just close the case and basically just tells her to Go on, go on. I found it really obnoxious how after every time Juliet said anything, uh, Meadows and Sims would just kind of like make eye contact, look away, be like, oh no, actually, you can just go on about your life. You know, it was like a complete, (laughs) it was like this patronizing dismissal. I I hated it. Yeah, I mean, everybody's like that with Juliet, right? She gets it from everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I think it really triggers something in me. Like, if that happens to me in real life, that I really hate that. I don't know if it's like like a. Everybody is like, knowingly exchanging looks yeah like, oh. <laughs> i had a job like that once where like the two i don't know and then yay for me anyway sandy announces that she's transferring <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i don't think we've seen the last of her though i, I have a feeling she'll be she'll be back <laughs> she's a good face but she mentions that she's not gonna miss being watched in the up top which i mm. guess goes back to the friends of the silo thing right I think everyone's just being watched all the time. I don't know. That's what I would imagine. She does bring up more of the uh, class divide, though, because Jules kind of like tries hinting, like, "Oh, why were you like so condescending earlier when you live? Do you have family on one of five? She's like, and Sandy insists, "Oh, it's mm-hmm. lower mids. It's not down deep." <laughs> like, I wonder if there's like a specific level where people consider like the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I could just move one floor up. It's like Manhattan, right? I don't. I what, what does that mean? Like like streets? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, like you know, Upper East Side, Lower East Side, and uh, like as low or high as you get. It's, like, it's a status thing. So, and then we go to Bernard, basically kissing Jules' ass, mm-hmm. saying that he was He's wrong drunk. about her <laughs> again, right? I just oh, figured. God. He, I, I was just like, why? Why, if you're temporarily mirror, are you gonna just become like a drunk? That well, that's yeah. what I was talking about. Is alcohol so rare there? Like that, that's his. That's the most important thing for him. He's got like a month, two months, and all he cares about is getting through like the liquor stash. But he keeps saying that. He keeps saying, "I'm only, go- I'm only going to be yeah, yeah. for a few months." Yeah, he says this several times during uh-huh. that episode. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think he he has he has other plans. Well, he's worrying it'll be longer. Maybe he's trying to drink himself to death. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe he just is uncomfortable in those shoes. The shoes are too small because they belong to John's. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But so he mentions the forgiveness holiday, and I think that's foreshadowing for next week's episode. He he tells Jules that he's going to require that they have deputies everywhere because people get wild during forgiveness holidays. And so just to give some context I, I had to go look at the book for what this was but it's basically when they forgive petty crimes i think that's why it's like a judicial thing whatever they have people booked for maybe they like waive sentences briefly or something i don't know 
I definitely didn't understand what the forgiveness holiday was when I first, well, the only time I watched it, I wasn't quite sure. It reminded me, isn't there some movie where like for 24 hours, like all murders that, are legal that's, that's, or something? That's the, I, I thought the same thing. You're thinking of the purge. not going to watch yeah. that shit. That sounds terrible, <laughs> but that's what it sounds like. It sounds like the purge. No, I, I was like, oh my God, it's the silo purge. <laughs> Why would you do that in such a small, like contained community of people? What? Everyone knows oh. each other. There's no such thing as petty crime. Okay, so what I suspect it is, is like, um, they have people who like get sentenced to like small things, like maybe community service, or they have to like, you know, they're on janitor duty or something for whatever. And like, I guess maybe during the forgiveness holiday, they don't have to do like serve their time or they can have like time off or something. I don't know. That's my prediction. Maybe. Sounds terrible. Yeah, I think I think it's just sort of any smaller crimes are sort of, part, you know, they, they, they just get forgiven. And yeah, like, like stealing the heat tape or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably not a petty crime to Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> Bernard. He says, he had said earlier in the episode that a, a forgiveness holiday is good for judicial. And I guess maybe he's just saying that it's like maybe a goodwill kind of thing. Like they do that to raise their status with citizens by saying by you know being made to seem like they're like forgiving kind of reprieve yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so i think in the books the forgiveness holiday is bernard is bernard's idea yeah but yeah and in, in this one is judicial so it, it's sort of it's sort of he sort of plays it as a, a sort of way of getting rid of a lot of the case files that juliet has at the time when she takes over um just to get rid of all the petty stuff, I think he, you know, he tries to get, he can use it to his advantage there. I think mm, that's true. So we meet Lucas again, and he reveals to people who watch the show that citizens don't know what stars are. But I mean, when when they showed the screen, I was like, that that's kind of a lot of stars. Yeah, that's <laughs> the first thing that came to millions. It's very uh, clear for a polluted, I know, pollution filled planet. I know. I was like, well, if you've never noticed them before, why why are they so clearly visible? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, that, Although that surely maybe, isn't the only thing. It's possible that like what are it like okay, so let's say the projection on the screen is manufactured, which is what a lot of people have been speculating about. Maybe they only just started to put the stars in the sky. I don't know. Possibly. Because I mean Jules goes down to the down deep and she mentions it to Martha and Martha doesn't know what they are either, so yeah, it's it's a little. I don't I don't quite understand that. I was wondering yeah, that they, myself. She did mention the screen in the in the down deep isn't as good when she does yeah. go and see uh, yeah. Walker. So they they don't see anything like that apparently. So Martha revealed two really important things that a lot of people have been asking questions about online and on on Reddit. Is uh, she re- she reveals that the pact forbids fast transport like through pulleys and things like that and 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 magnification, right? So I thought I, a lot of people like uh, zeroed in on that because um, people have been asking why are there no elevators, and so now that she's now she's revealed that it's banned, like they can't, they can't have that kind of thing. But she also hints at unrest. She says that when bodies start falling, uneasy maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Oh, people start asking questions, and we've learned from Allison that asking questions is bad. <laughs> She it's weird to me pretty- because if, if they were so worried about like fast, okay, fast travel is one thing, but like 
if we're talking about unrest, it seems like fast communication would be their problem. And if they were so worried about that, I don't understand why they would allow like Martha to have like a two-way communicating radio. You know. Well, I think that's why her radio is is not allowed. It's she's not supposed to have that, right? And and like, but but everyone seems to know that she does. And when she like uses it, everyone's like, "Uh -uh." I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like if that's like Like, one of the two like most important rules of the pact, it would seem. But I don't know if it's about travel or communication. Yeah, I feel like they tried to like smooth that over by having Jules say, "Oh, they're not going to make you clean because you're you live down down here and you're old." But I don't know if I buy that because Martha seems pretty scared about judicial, about certain things. So you would think that she would not want to speak openly on a radio yeah, to Jules on the, in the up top. Because, yeah, I think, yeah, it seems pretty clear that radio communication is banned. And then um, she gets, um, she doesn't, she doesn't even get radioed about Martin. She gets, she gets that note, right? Delivered by a porter. That's, that's right. Which is why maybe they know the radios. I mean, you know, so it doesn't seem like a thing with the radios. Like, they don't use that for any sort of important... Like, they, I don't think they radioed anyone when the mayor died. There was no, like, hey, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I now that you mentioned that, I, I kind of feel like they cut stuff out for that. Like, I, they seem to be hinting at... I, I just got the sense that there was something missing from the show that was actually like made or written in and filmed because it seemed like the like Bernard and Sims and Marnes when they were meeting over John's body that they had probably discussed that they were gonna not reveal how John's died like they were gonna just hide because they, they talk about that at the beginning of this episode right they're gonna put out the story that that they were in love yeah it was some and- Romeo and Juliet thing yeah, but they were he was he he didn't want people to start talking about murder specifically, right? So I feel like that probably got cut somehow from last week's episode, but they do hint at it in this week's episode that you know they're because like they they've been talking about unrest and how concerned everybody is about un, about unrest, and yet Bernard says that if they can't sell the story that that Marnes died like not not through murder, uh, then that, that they're fucked. Yeah, it's all these small little details, though. And so I don't know if people just watching the show once through would catch all of these little things. That's the thing. I'm sitting Um, here like, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. So probably not. Yeah, it's like all these little lines. Yeah, so I have added to my two viewings a reading of the transcript, and and that reveals more too. And I'm just, I'm just like, I, I did, I don't remember this while watching the show two times. So it's, yeah, it's very, it's very densely packed with details. Something that um, we've been doing in Discord is one of the other Reddit mods, Mega Dude. Um, he has been, he has really high res screenshots. I guess he has an Apple TV, and I just watch it on Chrome, so mine is like crap. <laughs> but he has really good screenshots and so last night we were trying to decipher okay so you know when Jules is reading the pack she has it open to to something that she's reading and so he was able to get a screenshot and really? we, yeah and so we were able to decipher a lot of articles like articles 3 to 13 talks about the good of the silo and like jobs and things like that and one there's a few interesting ones uh, like article 5 it says, no person afflicted with the syndrome may hold a public office of any kind or undertake any responsible work within the silo that may jeopardize the citizens of the silo. 
those so affected must report their status promptly upon discovery and immediately resign from any aforementioned office. See, that makes me think it's some sort of mental thing. It's obviously not like a contagious disease. Yeah. and They're not like physically unable. They are, they are asked to step down. So I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe you're like, yeah, so maybe I, all the I people mean, who are like, fuck this place, but I don't want out. That's the syndrome. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and like the guy, you know how the guy Charles, was, he was he was twitching, and that was one of the listed symptoms. And they, I think I I can't remember where I put the text, but like we had like he had uh, read what the poster in mechanical was, and I think there was like a mention of like a complete breakdown of the central nervous system and stuff like that. So oh my god, these people have like anxiety. I would be like thrown <laughs> out to clean immediately. Like. <laughs> Look at this twitchy weirdo! <laughs> like toss her out. But I mean, imagine what do they do with like mental health care in that place? It's yeah, probably none. Yeah, but I I think that probably because last week I had speculated that maybe Jacob had died of the syndrome, but it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like that's what it was. It sounds like he probably had something else. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he was really young. I don't. He was like what eleven? Yeah, I don't think. He- Are we ever going to hear about him and his mom again? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Oh, you both there, think so. There, as book readers. A, there's <laughs> no. There, um. There's an episode titled Hannah, and that was oh. a name of Jules' mom. So, yeah, that's coming in a couple episodes, I think. How many episodes are left? Five. Five. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. So we're half. I thought. Through. I thought. I was thinking like there were like eight episodes. I haven't looked up anything. You guys have to understand. Like, been completely stepped out of it. I turn on my TV on Friday every day. <laughs> every week and watch it. <laughs> I don't look up anything. I don't go to Reddit. Yeah. So, Article Six is what what Walker was talking about. She mentioned that. Okay. So this one says mechanization of the stair is strictly forbidden to protect the imperative safety and security of all citizens. But that's all it says. It doesn't what? say why or anything. Yeah. That's bullshit. Um, read it. Like, can you read that again? Mechanization of the stair is strictly forbidden to protect the imperative yeah. safety and security of all citizens. So it, it kind of sounds like they, 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 like escalators are banned too. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, you know, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. I was expecting it to say like the stability of the silo, like the actual like physical structural stability. But yeah, I think they just don't want like any sort of like fast movement or fast communication. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in it, they've talked about re- rebellions already. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so I think it's again it's something that would that would slow down a rebellion because it takes people longer to, so mm-hmm. long to get up to the area they need to get to. So I think it it's partially that. I think it's yeah. just to slow people down. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Repelling would be really easy in the silo. <laughs> do you think that's forbidden? I don't know. I would do that. Juliet would be really good at that considering how long she was Hung on a rope. <laughs> that She's really good at it. And then she like pulled herself all the way back up with her upper body strength. There's mm. like a whole unit for that in, in silo PE. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> okay, so Article 9 does with power. Where's someone else talking? Oh, okay, so here, Article 11 says all parents, this one is a little obscured because this is where Jules's fingers were, so, but it says all parents of female children must blank. Strict attendance at the ritual of intactica upon. Oh my god, this is a, probably about when they get their period, the they control. stick the birth control yes. shit in. What kind of yeah. trash is this? Hugh Howie. So it, 
<laughs> so it says, in their 11th year to maintain the vital sufficiency balance Ew. within the silo. Ew. Yeah. So that sounds like, yeah, we don't want a population boom. So all the girls that when they Even in the future, them. we can't figure out how to like put something. Well, sorry. That was going to go non-PG really quickly. Sorry. <laughs> Christ, there are better ways to do this. And then Article 12 says the generator level is absolutely forbidden to something, something, citizens other than those directly responsible for maintaining sufficiency for the good of all. So I guess only... They don't want them at that door. Yeah, so I guess only mechanic people are, are allowed down there, so... Isn't the door that accesses that machine that dug the silo only accessible for a mechanic? I think so. Yeah. The, the yeah. digger thing. It was like a tunnel that... But, the security on that thing is horrible. It's, it's really bad. Sign. Don't go. <laughs> Maybe they just think that like everyone a mechanic. I don't know. It's like the Hufflepuff floor or something. Yeah, like nobody <laughs> ever found that loose sign. They don't there, care. You know? It's fine. They're just concerned with. Crap. It's it's funny though because we I think we had talked about this before. Like why would they just put a sign where you're not allowed to go past this? You're point? not enter. <laughs> why don't they just what board it up? <laughs> they thought they were all Hufflepuffs. I'm telling you. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yeah, and then Article Thirteen is about going outside, requesting to go outside. If you that if you request to go outside, your request will be granted, but it's irrevocable. I think uh, John's reads mm-hmm. that part when she when uh, Holstein goes out. Yeah, I'm not sure though. Okay, so then I wanted to move to the timeline. I had mentioned this earlier, so when we're just so in Discord, we've been talking about what year it is because it's been really confusing. We're trying to figure out how how they 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 go by their years because people were saying that freedom day was 140 years ago and that so there's like years like 97 was silo silo year 97 was when that cleaning video that that allison and george saw is from and so people were wondering oh is it year 197 297 what is it and so i was i was saying you know like we don't count the years in the United States based on like 1776, you know, um, so that didn't really, really make sense to me. But then when I was calculating things out with people based on that sheet from judicial, it does seem like the current year is 143 and Freedom Day, like when the rebellion ended, was 143 years ago. So it does sound like Freedom Day is considered silo year zero. I just don't um, think it's possible. I mean, how are they even like calculating years or anything if they are completely ignorant of like like stars and the sun and rotation or like the, well, I don't I I think they have manufactured daytime, right? Because they control the the silo sun at the top of the silo like when the lights come on, right? So I, I think they can just determine what their days are and then on that sheet But that means they can they can determine how long their days are or Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they might be operating on a 20-hour day for all we know. We, we don't yeah. know, right? So, or maybe they were operating on like a 40. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, everybody's always joking about it. Everyone's always awake. <laughs> so, like Everyone's always out doing shit. So, so yeah. So, the, on that judicial sheet, they had like months and dates and years listed. So, they do keep time, I guess, or they do keep a calendar similarly to how we do. But the thing that tipped me off was on that sheet, it lists Charles Martin 
that was the guy that was twitching when they went to go talk mm-hmm. to him. Uh, he it listed his crime as charged with a series of apartment robberies, and that was in year twenty eight. Oh, um, and then He's not when that old. Jul- and then when Jules and Paul go to talk to him, she says, "Hey, you you did a string of apartment robberies fifteen years ago." Yeah, so going by the twenty eight that's listed on the sheet, I added fifteen, and that came out to forty three. Mm-hmm. And so 43 is the current year because Freedom Day, when Allison went out to clean, was 140 years after the rebellion. And then Holston cleans three years later. So that makes it 43. And so going by that, like, pe- like people in Discord said, oh, like, since Jane Carmody is uh, year 97, it's reasonable to say that after that, it's like 100, you know? Like, I initially hadn't put the 100 in front of the 43, but it does seem reasonable. And then the Beckers get married in 26, and we weren't sure what century that was. But, yeah, it, it seems weird to me, that, and that's why I made the assumption that they're counting Freedom Day as year zero. It's just, you know, it, it sounded like it was too coincidental that it happens to be possibly 143 years in the current year. And also freedom day was 143 years ago. So it just, to me, it seemed logical to just make the assumption that freedom day is counted as year zero. So I have no idea what you're talking. I mean, like I know what you're talking about, but that is so far beyond, but I just watched it once. Crystal, I'm sorry. I got nothing. That sounds right. I, I clearly have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. All right, so moving on from <laughs> moving on from that, something else that Martha that Martha says that's another like really easy to miss comment is Jules is trying to look at the camera, and she says, "Do you have anything stronger?" And she says, "Oh, like the thing your mother made, lining up two lenses." And that's when yeah, she talks what? about how they had made one for something called the rabbit, which I just assume is some kind of uh, device on the mechanical that they use. And she says that judicial destroyed it. But the thing about like she says her mother made something so i want to know like you know we've been talking about how uh it's hinted at that that hannah nichols committed suicide because jewel like holston says that maybe she doesn't want to say that george committed suicide because of her past and so that's the assumption we've been making but did she or was she a a rebel because if she made a, a outlawed magnification you know, maybe she just got George Wilkins. <laughs> I mean, I remember we talked about Crystal that we we didn't quite understand. Like, you know, there's so much that we didn't see from her mother. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, yeah, I assume that she. We, I mean, we thought she like drowned her baby in the bathtub. <laughs> like, that's where we were. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know what you know, but I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I, I, I've just been trying to figure out like what they would be trying to keep secret. By keeping people from being able to like achieve like high levels of magnification, like even that yeah. high, like we're not looking at atoms here, you know, we're just like zooming in on something. And I, I think it's wait, wait, let me, let me, me look back at what Martha says. She says she says a relic like this is going to get you more than a slap on the wrist. Something with wiring this small, the effect is going to be a lot more dramatic. So I don't know what she's really saying there. Do you have any idea, Eamon? Yeah, I, I, I was. Um, it's hard to know what to, what to think about that because it looks like a sort of a, a DV um, camcorder sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I, I kind of, I don't really know why 
the why the whole magnification thing is an issue. I, I know she, she's using it to try and look at the, the chips inside it. Maybe it's something to do with that because we don't know exactly why the chips are a thing or an issue for her because that's the first thing she looks at. She wants to know what, what it is. So I think, yeah, I, I think it, we're once there is more to be sort of revealed about that camera and what, what it's about. But it's it's a tough one to, to sort of to predict. I'm not. It was never a sort of big a big thing in the books either. So you've only read you've only read up as far as the the well, one. So basically up to yeah, that's all I've read. It must be fun then because it, I know we're going to come in having come from the books. And we can see kind of we have some idea what's going to happen. Yeah, it could all change. We don't know. It could all change, and it has changed already. Yeah, already, sure. So it's good. I'm having a good time. I mean, I I don't watch a lot of TV and. I haven't been podcasting and Crystal and I did a podcast like 10 years ago um, for an Ender's Game website that um, two different ones that we were both doing and it was fun. And, and so when Crystal asked me to do this, I, I just did it for Crystal, you know, and, and because of the fun that we had together last time. So, um, and, and I really enjoyed the short story. I don't know what kept me from reading the book. And I think, um, I think it was because I don't like when um, books like hop around so much or when it's like, a, like a bunch of different characters bouncing around chapters. And I think I just put it off for that reason. Actually, yeah. you know what it probably was? What? It was probably Ender's Game. <laughs> was it? it uh, yeah, it might have been. Like, yeah, it might have just been yeah. like all that. No, but because so. like right after we interviewed him, like it got really big with like the, the promotions and stuff. Yeah. And we went to the premiere I don't know. and everything like that. So. But it, I mean, I had every other opportunity. Just wasn't my thing naturally. I don't know. I promised him that I would read it. <laughs> I went back and like listened to our last episode. I'm a little embarrassed. Sorry, you. So for an episode titled The Janitor's Boy, they didn't really get into it too much. I mean, they had that scene with Sims telling the story about his dad. Mm -hmm. um, and they revealed this new mystery of the janitor's closet. And as as we alluded to a little bit, uh, book readers probably have a good idea of what's in the closet. But question for our listeners who haven't read the books, what do you think is in in Sims's janitor's closet. What do you think, Kelly, since you're one of those people? <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have no idea. I really have no idea. I can't even begin to guess at this point. And that's fine. I, that's probably intentional. That's, I think that's what they want. You know, they want I, people to be like, I, I haven't, no haven't even idea. thought about it. I just want to keep watching. And it's part of what makes it really fun for me. We just, I don't know, like you can, you know, I love reading books and I love seeing adaptations and that doesn't ruin anything for me. Um, but doing it backwards sometimes is really fun too. Um, yeah. So we'll see. You know, I, I often do it backwards too. So I, I did that with, say with, um, with the expanse because I hadn't read the books before. And so, and I had, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's nice just to, you know, to just to blow through a show in a couple of seasons and binge it and then go back to the books later and see, see what the comparisons are. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think I only watched the first two seasons of the expanse, but I keep hearing about how good the later seasons are. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have yeah, to they get were really to that. Good. Yeah. And I haven't read the book, so. All right, that about wraps it up for our breakdown. Um, this is going to be a longer episode than usual, but that's good because I, I like having meaty discussions. Eamon has generously offered to give one of our lucky listeners a signed paperback of his book, Zero Hour. Um, we're also going to have ebook prizes from uh, cyberpunk fantasy author Beth Hodgson. So you can enter the giveaway a couple of ways, such as sharing our podcast ep episode on social media or leaving us a podcast review. You can head on over to thedoundy.net for entry details. And in closing, Eamon, one last question for you. Where do you see yourself working in the silo? Chicken farmer, chicken farmer. 
<laughs> Cat yeah, herder. The, gar- the, the gardener in me, the gardener in me, would like to be in the farms, but I probably end up, I probably end up in IT at some stage. Uh, alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you. Thanks for having me. And to all our listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of Wires from the Deep. Be sure to follow or subscribe to us and tell other Silo fans that they can find us at wiresfromthedeep.com. You can join the Down Deep Discord by going to the downdeep.net and following the invite link to join discussions with other fans or join our Friday night watch party. If you want to contact me or Kelly, you can leave a comment on Podbean or on one of our YouTube videos, or you can email us at crystal at thedowndeep.net. Tune in next week as we break down episode six, The Relic. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.